Gus, I heard uh, an argument the other day. Yeah. Oh. That like a like a uh, argument argument or like a someone was making someone was making an argument making an argument. Yes. Okay. Got you. That Ouch. Knives Out. Yes. Ruined movies. Now. He okay. he acknowledged that as a broad statement that is <laughs> that was <a laughs> that little... is undeniably false. Okay, well, good for but him. But here's the argument. Okay, Knives Out is one of the few like very good like Oscar level mid budget films to come out over the last yeah five well, five years or so. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and those mid-budget films are a dying breed because the box office numbers for movies like The Avengers or yes. Avatar or whatever right. are so big that mm-hmm. even if you fail, you're still going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. You're still you're still getting such an audience even if it fails by you know, even if it if it loses a hundred million dollars, you're still getting so much exposure. And what Knives Out did, yeah, is they sold out essentially. Yeah, and they're making a shit ton of money. Yeah the the mm-hmm. the Knives Out series I think was purchased by Netflix for four hundred million dollars. Yep, bought the rights to two Knives Out sequels for four hundred sixty nine million dollars. And guess what? They're going to keep getting worse, and that sucks. Yeah. Knives Out was arguably, if not the best movie to come out of, was it 2019? I think so. Oh, that's the wrong page. Yeah, 2019. Um, um, honestly, one of the Knives better... Out, Knives Out did everything right. Yes. It was a great whodunit. It was, it was, a, great, it was, a, it was a masterful It was a whodunit. great subversion of the standard... Who done it? Okay, right. Here's the point. Yeah, it was a great subversion of the standard of the expectations of a Who Done It. Yes, Glass Onion just met those expectations. It did right. nothing special. It did nothing right. to go beyond what is expected of a Who Done It. It also it also fell into the trap of like if everything is a twist and a turn, then nothing is a like if everyone's super, nobody is. If, right. if there's a right. twist and turn to every single moment in this movie, then you lose the element of surprise and people are just expecting something to something that happens to not be what it seems. Yes. And that was yeah. one of the one of the great things about Knives Out mm-hmm. was that the person that we all suspected did the crime was the one who did the crime. But right. we still went along the journey of yeah. finding out the answers, and the twist and came gave her from, the benefit of the doubt. The twist came from, yeah. like the the twist came from the the detective work. The twist right. came from, mm-hmm. oh, this person is now a suspect in the crime, right? And we got to learn alongside the detective if they did it or not, right? But it all in the end, it all made sense. The reason why, right? How like you know how how the detective got how Blanc right got to his final conclusion? Makes it all sense. made sense. Yeah, it made logical sense because they didn't try to overdo it with all the twists. Yeah. Another issue that I think Knives Out created was it made Blanc too good at what he does. Does that make sense? Like yeah, he has all like 
there is, but there's a moment, there is a moment in Glass Onion where you think, holy shit, like, he he didn't, like, he didn't figure it out in time. He got it wrong. And then it's the moment where, um, what's her name gets shot. Yeah. In that moment, I was like, oh man, this is, this is about to get really good. And then they flash back. Turns out this woman is actually already dead and her sister from like the deep south <laughs> is covering as her in like, I, I get like, and it explained that entire thing, which is would have been kind of a cool plot point. Yeah, if they didn't throw it all at us in the course of like three minutes, right? If they didn't like, like the movie just tells you everything about the twist, yes, and then goes back to it, and there's just it, like once like that happens and you get back to the main timeline, yeah, it's just is like so deflating. You get back to it and you're like, well, this fuck like. I, I know everything now. Like yeah. everything. Like is, why am I he's still here? Everything has been revealed. Yes. To me. I'm not really interested in like, obviously, obviously we know who the bad guy is. Obviously we know who's been doing all this crazy shit. Obviously we know every other, every other person in this, in this, in this place has something to do with it. Whether how impactful it is or not is obviously leapt up to interpretation. But we know the end result. Right, we know everybody's going to be involved in some way. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, uh, that just like, oh, uh, it just lost so much momentum for me in that third act. Like, once we get... And it gets, it gets kind of old where... Right. Where, and, and this is this is the problem with bad whodunits. Yeah. The problem with bad whodunits is over and over and over again, it shows you something, and then a few mm-hmm. minutes later, it's like, oh, this is what you missed. The... Right. The the drinks were swapped or the phone the, was in the, his pocket or whatever. Yeah. And like that's the type of shit that gets so old right. when the entire, you know, second act of the movie feels like it's just ex- explanation. Right. It's just an exposition dump. Yeah. And it like it gives the it obviously it gives the twist away cuz you have to give like you have to give the twist away. That's the point of a twist. It gives something away that you didn't expect. Right. Right. Or it, it turns around it turns a plot point around that you didn't see coming. And while, like, in theory, it's an interesting idea that she has this twin sister who thinks she was murdered and didn't commit suicide and all this, you know, all these, you know, basic plot points. It just, there's no, I don't know. There's no, like, there's no sense of mystery anymore. Yeah. There's no yes. sense of, like, who done it. That's the key. We, like, we know who done it. And they're just trying to figure out, like, the exact, like, steps everybody took and to get point, to the who done it. And at that point, you don't care. Yeah, at that point you're like, okay, well he's fucking he did it. Like who who gives a shit? Yeah. Like why are we investing all this time to like prove he was guilty? Like we fucking know. Right. And uh, you know, that's like one of the do we do we do a review for um uh Death on the Nile? Yeah. Death on the Nile in in quite opposite juxt like Death on the Nile juxtaposes this movie in a lot of ways. In one in large part because it's a very traditional who done it. It's not it's not a who done it that tries to subvert the genre in any way. Sure. It is very much a by the book who done it. But the key thing with that movie is that the mystery is there the whole time. Mm-hmm. You have an idea, you kind of figure you 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 figure out who did it pretty quick, but you're not 100% certain until until uh Hercule Poirot reveals who the killer actually is yeah. and reveals who was involved with him? You don't, you don't 
really convince yourself that that's true until the very end yeah. when you're supposed to convince yourself that that's true because the main protagonist shows you the evidence. Right. We're shown the evidence an hour into this movie and there's an hour and a half left to go. Well, and and kind of to bring this back to the original point, mm-hmm. Netflix thought that it could make up for its lack of storytelling with extravagant settings and you know a a list cast right and sure i guess those do add a little bit of fun to the story but it's it doesn't help us stay engaged yeah like it it, it, you know you kind of get over the cast within the first few minutes right maybe not that quick but pretty quickly you're like oh this cast is awesome yeah but then you want the story right right yeah and and the the little bit of setup that we do get you know where we're confused like why is why is Benoit Blanc at this party? Yeah. Like, yeah, like that is a pretty good twist. Like, like the fact that he wasn't invited, like yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that that's pretty cool. That makes sense. Right. And then we're we're left with basically nothing to look forward to, and I think that's the problem. Right. Is there's there's nothing to keep us engaged full for the full right. whatever two and a half hours. There's nothing to keep us suspended. Like there's no driving force to like keep the suspense kind of rolling behind yes. you and push you forward through the plot and through you know what and the, how the story ends up playing out also like this might be controversial i don't know the the framework it, the movie is framed around covid and like yeah, while it's kind of weird while like at the time that it came out i guess it's like topical but 10 years from now people are going to look at that and be like that's how they like. That's, that's how they're stupid. setting up. Yeah, this remote island getaway and like all these people are getting, like, have to get this special treatment to like go to this island and like COVID was ten years ago, dude. Like, why are yeah. we like this? COVID is topical for like a journalistic drama where you have like people working at a newspaper trying to figure out what the fuck is going dude, on. It's like, the same way as like. They, they tell you if you're taking, like, formal pictures, don't wear an Apple Watch because 10 years from now it's going to be outdated. It's the same concept. Yeah. Like, if you're, yeah. Fil- if you're filming this movie based in 2020, don't fucking wear masks because 10 years from now it's going to be outdated. Yeah. A year from now it's going to be outdated, right? It's already, and they're already suffering from it's that. It's already when starting this, to feel outdated. When this, when this movie came out, already... Nobody was wearing masks yeah, in the movie I was, theater. I was watching right? that movie like they got. Ma- I okay, I, I guess. Yeah, and like, I, I mean the the film is very self aware in that right. way, but and it wants to place God. it wants to place the story in the real world, yes. quote unquote. Right, which, but then they go then it, they go but, over the top to put it in a setting that is right. so beyond belief. Yeah, like that's you had to like they got there because because of a pandemic. Like I just. I don't know. I didn't buy it. It didn't seem like just get get find a more creative reason to get them on an especially island. Don't when use the a first, pandemic as an excuse. Especially to get when people the first to, movie is set in like a Victorian era house yeah. with a rich family, right? You and get it, it because, makes sense because it's an uber rich family. Of course, they'd have a Victorian house. Yeah, it doesn't Obviously. make sense for this guy to own the Mona Lisa, right? Like yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so they go. They went from such a grounded story in Knives yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. To such an over-the-top story, overproduced, right. and that's the problem with selling this show to right. Netflix. Like, yes, uh, the the producers of this movie. This was still the, very the, much a Ryan creators. Johnson. Ryan Johnson still was very much. This was his movie. Yeah, but like in maybe to no fault of his own, I 
I feel like he almost sometimes gets like forced into these projects. Like he made one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time, Looper. Uh huh. Then he went on to make Star Wars Episode Eight, which is the worst Star Wars film ever made, in my opinion. And it kind of like through no fault of his own, it's just like he gets put into these projects that don't really like fit his style or what he tries to accomplish with his filmmaking. And Knives Out 2 is just another one of those examples where I feel like stylistically, uh, uh, you know, on a on a technical scale, it's a very good-looking movie. It's well shot and it's well directed, but there's so much lacking around it that it makes it hard to get behind. Yeah. It makes it hard to, like, find a purpose for this movie existing. Because while Knives Out was very subtle, it had so much, there was so much subtlety to Knives Out. You really had to, like, pick through the pieces to figure out what was going on. Right. And Johnson kind of, he didn't, like, hold your hand to get you there. He just kind of showed you things, and then you figured stuff out. And the characters were also intriguing and, I think, a little more, you know, a little more uh, written out than some of the characters in in Glass Onion. Glass Onion is just an overabundance of, of telling you things and not being subtle and being over the top from yeah. like every every perspective. And you know what? It was it was built for Netflix. And that's part yeah. of the problem. Like it was only in theaters for a week. Yeah. Even once limited, it released yeah. on Netflix, it didn't come back out to theaters. Yeah. And so like that is frustrating because the once Netflix takes over a, a project like this, it plays to its audience. It plays and I think it's important. I was kind of surprised when guys like Stuckman liked this movie. Yeah, a lot of people love. A lot of people like, really liked it. We are in the minority with our I know. opinions on this one. But I, I find it strange because, like, I get it. If you're just looking for something to watch on a Friday night, like, you might be like, oh, yeah, that was kind of fun. I guess. Like, if you're having a murder mystery themed but party. But, like, even then, it, this, it just wasn't rewarding to watch this movie. There was no. nothing fulfilling about this. And it's strange. No. When we reviewed Death on the Nile, we were like, yeah... Death on the Nile is not Knives Out, but how could it be? Right. And I watched this, and I'm like, this is not Death on the Nile. Yeah. Right? Like, right. The, the the story, or I guess just this franchise in general, has almost come full circle where right. I'm going to be comparing this to better murder mysteries. Yeah. Whereas with Knives Out, like, that was one of the best we had seen maybe ever. Maybe ever. In a long time. Yeah. Like the only uh, the only movies that come close to Knives Out in recent history are Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Yeah, both Kenneth Branagh films, both Hercule Poirot detective mysteries, but again, both very traditional. Yeah, not in any way what Ryan Johnson was trying to do with Knives Out, and what Ryan Johnson did really well with Knives Out, and the fact that like that has to be our compare. Like I'm comparing Glass Onion to a traditional whodunit. Yeah, is like the most disrespectful thing I feel like I can say because what came before it, the movie that preceded it in yeah. this world, was just infinitely better. Yeah, in every way. And I just, uh, I've been trying to like wrap my head around. Well, and I, dude, I went with I, I went with my. We actually, I went and saw it in theaters. Uh, I went with my cousins. It came my, out at what, like Thanksgiving time, and then yeah. was released around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it with my cousins in theaters and my my younger sister and my my two cousins who were like freshmen in high school at the time, I think. Yeah, they would have been freshmen in high school. Um and you know, they're not like they're not like you and me. They don't fuck, you know, they don't sit down and do a podcast on movies 
Oh, we're different. Yeah, we're built different, okay? <laughs> but like even like when we got out of the theater, they were like, that was kind of that was kind of weird. Yeah. Like it didn't really it didn't really make sense. Like it didn't fit. Like they 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 weren't like obviously they didn't know like what they were trying to say because they're not, you know, film film studies minors in college, but right. there are people who enjoy watching movies. Even like the casual moviegoer, like my cousins were like, I just didn't, eh, it was okay. Like, yeah, but it didn't like, I wasn't like, wow, what a great movie. I walked out and I was like, all right, like, you know, another I, another Knives Out movie, I guess. I think I'm, I think I'm a little <laughs> jaded, but I tend to not really care for sequels just in general. Yeah. And, and, uh, and a lot of times I prefer that sequels aren't made. This was yes. one that I was so excited for and it sucks Same. because now hindsight 2020, I wish it wouldn't have been made. Me like too. I, I would appreciate, I guess it wouldn't have been a franchise, but like looking back, this movie makes me appreciate knives out so much more, Yes, but to a point where I wish there was never a sequel and to a point where I'm not, all that interested in the next one. Right, because Dom, here's the thing. I'm a completionist, right? So I... Yeah. If I ever want to watch Knives Out again, that means I have to watch Glass Onion. And yep. I don't ever... And you're going to get one more sequel, too. Yeah, at least. Yeah. They bought the rights to this franchise for $469 million. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. And then to not leave it in theaters... Yeah. To do a, a one-week limited release in theaters. Yeah. And I get, like, theaters are a direct competitor to Netflix. Yes. I understand correct. that. Sure. Netflix is a theater replacement in Tot- some ways. Totally are. Direct direct competitor. However, if you're going to spend that type of money just to buy the rights to a movie yeah. and then not give it a chance at the box office. And then spend $40 million more million to produce to that fund single it? film. Yes. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Dom, was there anything you liked about this movie? Dave Batista. Dave Batista's Dave Batista's the man. Yeah, I lo- I Dave love ba- Dave, Dave Batista. Dave Batista is the man. Dave, Dave Batista's a dog, okay? He was fun. I did like the twist of like the lady whose sister was dead and she was there like at, she was dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The sister's dead. And she and, was there, like, pretending to be her to get close to right. the, the guy, whatever. Yeah. His, I don't even remember his name. Edward Honestly, Norton. Honestly, we're not even... Yeah, Edward And Norton's I don't really character. even care. We're not even, like, looking... We're not really looking up names. I liked because, that I liked that plot twist. It was just yeah. kind of wasted when it was presented. Yeah, the way it was presented was just so boring. And um, just felt not, not... I mean, Daniel not, Craig will always be fun as Benoit Blanc. Yeah, dude. He, always. Obviously, Daniel Craig kills it. But it's, like, one he of those things... It. Where, like, you watch a, like, a Denzel movie that's not very good. You're yeah. like, but Denzel was great. And you're like, well, yeah, it's Denzel. Like, yeah. No shit. Of yeah. course it, yeah, of course he's good. Uh, what I like about, obviously, like, what I like about Daniel Craig in a role like this is it's, like, so different from what he's usually playing. Like, I'm so used to James Bond. Right. right? And yeah. this is such a, this is a polar opposite of James Bond. It's a completely different character type. And the fact that, completely like, agree. he can do that so well like good for good for him like it's it's fun to watch him kind of take on different roles like that but when it's surrounded by so much shit it it's kind of like it feels like damaged goods almost like i yeah and i, can, I don't think it gives it doesn't give him to kind of flex his intelligence the way that he did in the first film right and also like 
Daniel Craig being good in this role isn't reason enough to go back to watch. It's just not right. enough reason Correct. to go back and watch this movie. Yeah. Because even though he was good, it wasn't an all-time performance. No. No, not and, at all. And I think part of it was he didn't have the pieces around him. Right. And it, it kind of, like... in general. I get... And that, too, like, I feel like a, like a character like Benoit Blanc, like, there is the issue where, like, that type of character could overstay their welcome. Like, in a single movie... It's really fun to watch this kind of crazy, zany, over the top, yeah, type of person, like a, like a detective, like doing this kind of stuff. But I don't know. It's almost like too much zany, too much over the top. Like there's not a ton of moments of of like brevity and and uh, uh, not gravitas because like, he has a ton of that. But just like more like solemn moments where he's just a little more serious. Like there are a couple of moments here when that happens, but for the most part, he's just like who he was in the first movie. And he was completely, he was completely emotionally detached from the first, the characters in the first movie. Yeah. For the most part in this one, he has a much more of an emotional connection to what's going on. Right. Because he's trying to help this, this woman figure out who killed her sister. Mm -hmm. And, well, I think that's like that's an interesting track you can take. It's kind of lost in again in how the whole plot is executed and how we are given these this information and how the twists come at us. It just kind of is a little it's just a little deflating in the end. Like like wasted opportunity a little bit. Yeah, I th- I think that's the biggest key right there. Also, is... this movie is uh, two hours and nineteen minutes long. It's way too fucking long. Sheesh. It's way too fucking long. And um, uh, I don't appreciate the. Let's see how. I guess I mean. Knives Out was. Yeah, but Knives Out was good. Two hours and ten. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Knives Out was enjoyable. Um, um here's great the thing. Point. I'll give some final thoughts. Okay. Um, this movie's not memorable. And I think that's what sucks. Yeah. Because Knives Out, very memorable. Honestly, I had to like strain to remember what I wanted to talk about when yeah. we decided to talk about this movie. Um, it's not, yeah, you know, it's not the worst thing you'll ever watch. I think, I think my final thought is actually to that point. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not the worst thing that you'll ever watch. Right. But when you watch this movie, yeah, I think it's important to know why you do or don't like a movie. Okay. When you watch this movie, if you're like, uh, hey, that was really good. Yeah. Be able to explain why. Yeah. Do a little bit of reflection. Yes. Because yeah. then go watch Knives Out. The OG. And realize how much missed opportunity there was right. in this movie. Like, yeah. there, it, it's, it's like we've kind of always said, there's a difference between an entertaining movie and a good movie and a good film. Right. 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 I didn't think this was particularly either, but my point no. is if you watched this and you liked it, fine. But try to understand why. Like figure out why. Because Because I think if you do a little reflection, you'll realize that maybe you didn't. Maybe there weren't as many things that you liked that you thought maybe you did. I totally agree. Exactly. You could not have put it better. I, Dom, am gonna my mic off. I am gonna, and then I'm gonna grade it. I'm gonna give this movie a D plus. Oh, yeah, I'm that low. Like it really, like, like there are again, like like, there are things that I enjoy. In order to get like a C minus, it has to to me be something that I want to, I would rewatch. 
right? That's like okay. Phantom, Star Wars Phantom Menace. All right. Like, that's a C-minus movie. There are a lot of things I fucking hate in that movie, but there are still a lot of things that are, are really cool and that I love. Dude, Darth that, Maul is sick. Exactly. <laughs> it's rewatchable. Yeah. This movie has some couple of elements that I like, but overall, kind of boring, aimless almost, yeah. and I don't ever feel like I would want to watch it again. Therefore, I give it a D plus. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm I'll give it a C minus, but to me, a C minus is not a movie that I would watch again. Partially because it's like at that once you get into C range, there yeah. are better things yeah. for me to do with my time. Correct. And I think that's the key. Is like, yeah, this was a good movie. I missed watching it in theaters, so I watched it at home. So maybe I'm not as disappointed. Yeah. I would, um. Yeah. However, I spent money to watch this. However, I, I it's also like too. it's also like I probably could have found something better to watch. Probably the night that I watched this. Movie. Yeah, you probably could have. You know, you almost definitely. I mean, have. I literally have the Knives Out DVD, and I should have just watched that for a fifth time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Scott Cooper's Pale Blue Eye was on Netflix at that oh, point. Oh, haven't watched that yet. No, I haven't either. I want to. I want to. I've heard it's really good. Really? Yeah, people I mean, really like it. Listen, I'm listening. Anything that Christian Bale is in, yeah. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, and just like the the style it's in, and yeah, the, the type of story, and Edgar Allan Poe, kind of a dog. Yeah. The fact that Edgar Allan Poe is a character? Yeah. Okay. You know but, what? But I think the idea Sign me up. I think the idea is like Edgar Allan Poe, like the events of this movie inspired him for his right, to, future yes. poems. Correct. I have an Edgar Allan Poe book, dude. That little oh, black really? one right there. It's a poem oh, book. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't even read. Hell yeah. I don't even know how to I don't read. Really read either. Yeah. I just learned how to read. You know actually. what book I just bought? Haven't started reading it, but I bought I'm Legend. Like oh, the, the book? Like the book I'm Yo. Legend. Yeah. And um Apparent. I was told this by a friend. I'll I'll follow up when I yeah. read the book. I was told that in the book, basically what happens in the story is, and we we kind of got a little bit of this in the movie, but Doctor yeah. Neville basically becomes it switches perspective and he becomes the villain to the in the book it's vampires not zombies right they're vampires yeah they're not but he it starts with the story the same way as I'm Legend where he's basically being terrorized yeah. when the sun goes down. He just has to try to survive. Right. And it's that same idea, but then uh-huh. he starts to become the the, yeah. the villain. Yeah. He's the antagonist, and it's the vampires. Like, the whole society shifts where, okay, well, now you're the odd man out. You're the one right. fighting us now. You're, the, we're just trying to live. The book also gives reason for there to be a sequel, which is coming. Uh, yes. The, the way and the there's book also, ends. And there's also levels to this shit in the book where right. it's not like you're either a zombie or you're not. Right. There's you're, more infected. There's less infected. Right. There's like full blown vampires, and then mm-hmm. there's like humanoid. Humanoid. Type. Yeah. Like more. Uh. Yeah. More human characteristic. Yeah. Vampires. Anyway, when I read it, I'll I'll let you know yeah. how it is. Maybe I'll let you borrow. It's only like two hundred pages. Yeah, so. I've heard it's. I know. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. short. I do. I'd love to read that. Um. Interesting little note before we uh we're going on a fucking yeah. another tangent here. Um. Uh. I am Legend. Yep. Directed by. Francis Lawrence. You recently watched the uh, Hunger Games movies. Indeed, I did. Also directed by Francis Lawrence. Dude, the first... We're not reviewing the Hunger Games. We're not. But, dude, the first couple... Yeah. The first two... Pre- oh, I'm getting oh. a phone call. Hello? Mom? Hello? Decline that. The first two, damn good movies. Dude, really good. Damn yeah. good and movies. Honestly, for... This is a trap that I get actually stuck in all the time yeah. where I'm like, I wish this movie was rated R because they could have done so much more. Yeah. But the action and the suspense in the uh-huh. first Hunger Games mm-hmm. is actually pretty
pretty golden. Really, really good. It's good. It is missing that, like, if this were R-rated, it would be and even also, more impactful. We haven't really gotten a, a good, like, Battle Royale movie. Like, that's yeah. maybe the only one. That's true. Um, yeah, I'd have to think about I think that. there's actually a movie called Battle, Battle Royale, Royale, but... Which is partly what The Hunger Games was, like, based on, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I'd have to think anyway. about that. Anyway... Anyway, hey, Glass Onion, not very good. Didn't like not, it. Not great. You watch it if you want to, but like, yeah. just watch Knives Out instead. It's actually it's good. Infinitely better. Um, um, hey, you can listen. Well, if you're listening to us, you already know where. At least you, you, you at least know one. You're place. at least on a platform. Um, you can but find did us you know? on Spotify. Yes. Apple Podcast. Yep. Stitcher. SoundCloud. Shout out SoundCloud. Shout out there's SoundCloud. The, there's the reason we get to. Those motherfuckers They're, are... SoundCloud is the reason we're on boys. all of the other platforms. Correct. They're if the you're reason. listening somewhere else that's not what we listed, um, that's no offense to you. It's just we don't know that it we just, exists. We, literally we don't know don't that know. that platform exists. We didn't know that our feed got there. So let us know. Um, yes. Let us know how you like our shows. Leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I imagine a lot of people will disagree with yeah. our take on Glass Good Onion. Good point. If and you disagree with why. our take on Glass Onion, let us know. You know what to do if you disagree. Yeah. Send us an email. Send us an email. Frontrowmedia1 Frontrowmedia1 at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Also, Front Row Podcast on Facebook, on yep. Instagram. DM us there if you disagree. Send us a... Send us a note, whatever you think. If you if you hate our I'm not opinion, giving you I'm not giving you our addresses, but if you send if you somehow send us a letter, yeah. I'll be concerned, bordering on terrified. I'll be a little worried, but I'll read it. I'll hope that it's just one of my family members who's like, I'm going to fuck with them and write them a letter. But but also, if you're going to go through that trouble, you better have some fire takes. You some better. Some fire movie takes for us. You better. And then we'll tell you why you're wrong, even if we agree, because that's yeah, yeah. what you get for sending shit to our house. You don't know where we live. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm going to be scared, but I'm going to sleep with my 45 under my yeah. pillow for a couple of nights after we get that letter. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get out of here, guys. Yeah, dude, I am so I am so done talking about this movie. What a fucking joke. Anyway, and not a funny one. No, not even a good one. Not even like a understandable joke. Just not a just a bad joke. And there aren't many. I respect almost all jokes except for this one because it wasn't intended to be one. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, coming up, we'll, we're going to talk about uh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe some Will Smith stuff. Dude, we should watch a movie sometime. Oh, we should do a commentary. We should do... Um, I know... Listen, Just Dom, say it. No, say it. I know you're not the biggest you're allowed, fan... You're allowed to, to, to I, hype it up. I know it. you're not the biggest fan of musicals. Yeah, correct. But I think for the people, because they appreciate our commentary tracks, yeah, yeah. we should do a commentary track for a musical that you agree you can handle. I like that it. That you like. I, I do like it. So how about... We do a commentary slash. No, don't say, no, don't say slash. Slash. No, stop. Slash. Sing along. The hash slinging slasher. Slash sing along. No. To Greece. Oh, okay. Come on, baby. I love. Come on, I'm not gonna sing every I song. I love. I love the idea of doing a Greece commentary. Yeah. I don't know how long or how much my um. I will lend my vocal skills. By the end of the movie, you will be singing along with me. Most I likely, it. I think the point in the movie where my attitude will shift is as soon as we reach Grease Lightning. Oh. I won't be able to not sing. <laughs> oh, we, we might have to have lightning. A, we might have to have a camera on us for that one because we're both <laughs> going to be sitting here just like, and then that song is going to come on. We're just, 
<laughs> like we're gonna get into it. I know. All it. right, people. Well, there's okay. there's most likely a there's a, a musical commentary coming little, your way. Teaser what? what? Oh, that's gonna be a fun one. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you then.